What's up, everyone? You're tuning into RNFM Radio. This is, yep, 178. You'd know that if you listened to 177. And we appreciate that. That's the thing. We are thankful that you're tuning in, spending your time with us. And today's show is going to be about gratitude, being thankful, all those things that we should really consider all year round. But with the Thanksgiving holiday upon us, if you're listening to this in November around the Thanksgiving holiday, then, of course, it really rings true. Of course, oh, wait, no, bells are going to be ringing around the Christmas holiday. So are there any ringing bells and things? I don't know. Anyway, before I derail here, I just want to say, we just want to say thank you all so much for tuning in on your mobile devices and checking us out on iTunes and at rnfmradio.com. And I haven't mentioned in a while, we are also on TuneIn Radio and Stitcher Radio and part of the ProMed Network at promednetwork.com forward slash RNFM Radio. I feel like I haven't said that in a while. Anyway, you can get all of this content. Head over to rnfmradio.com and check out the podcast section or how to listen to us so that you can actually take us on your mobile devices. And I keep looking at the analytics and you that that part of the audience is really growing. A lot of you are taking us on the go or sitting around on your mobile devices, whatever you're here with us. And we appreciate that. All right. Gratitude all the way. And that's what Keith and I are going to be talking about. And we are just going to fly here. So I'm just going to go right into the show and get, just get to the meat of it. Excuse me. Woo. Anyway, I got the, I got something, I got something called my throat. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm trying to get it out of there. So we'll just go ahead and head into this. Um, you know, Keith, I really want to start this episode off. Well, you and I, it was so funny how you were asking me, what should we talk about today and in gratitude? And here you are, you started show notes and the the post on RNFM radio already in a draft form. Of course, it'll be published by the time folks hear this, that you too wanted to talk about gratitude and being thankful because when people are listening to this, that is if they are listening to it when it goes live next week or actually this week, you know, it's this whole thing. Elizabeth and I talked about this, like being in the future, like right now we're in the past, but people will be listening to this in the future around the Thanksgiving holiday. Are so, you saying I'm living in the past? Well, I, you might not have heard the one of the episode you were traveling and it was Elizabeth and I, and it was the back to the future day. That was October 21st, 2015 when Marty McFly and, and Doc uh, Brown went to the future into 2015. And so that was the Back to the Future Day. And we talked about it. It was just kind of weird how like we record this podcast like right now. Today is November 18th. However, it will go live somewhere, what is seven days from now? 25th? Around the 25th? So That's right. Yeah. So like we're right now, we're in the past, but but really we're in the future because we're talk not that we're talking about the future we're talking about the present but we are going to be in the future momentarily i'm so confused so i know let's stay let's stay in the present yeah let's 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 be grateful for the present and i think that's that's what i'm most thankful for i am thankful for right now hanging out with you and thankful that folks are tuning in to rnfm radio you know our listenership is going up something is happening out there more and more folks are listening to this show on their mobile devices. I just looked at some of the media stats and I'm seeing this shift where people are going more away from the website. And I think I was telling you this before and they're grabbing this stuff on the go. And I'm so thankful for that because 
How many times, Keith, did I say, like, head over to rnfmradio.com to find out how to listen to us? You know, because there's a how to listen to us section. People must have been going over there because now they're spending more time on their mobile devices listening to this podcast. And so I just want to be thankful that I guess people were listening, not just to me saying go to how to listen, but also listening to the show. I'm thankful for the listeners. I'm thankful for you, Keith, and Elizabeth, who's not here today. And I'm thankful for all the small wins that I have each and every day. And I think we'll talk more about that as well. And there's so many things I'm thankful for. I don't know that I'll be able to get through all of it, but I'm sure you're thankful for a few things as well. Oh, I'm thankful for a lot of things, Kevin. First of all, for you and for Elizabeth and all the people who listen to RNFM radio and who are in our community. And then my wider community with Nurse Keith Coaching and that whole group of nurses and healthcare entrepreneurs and professionals who I'm in touch with. And then Gosh, there's so many people, family, friends, colleagues, this beautiful house I live in, the donkeys next door who call me every day for snacks. I mean, have you named the donkeys or do they already have a name? They actually have names, Jenny and Bruno. And Jenny is actually Bruno's mom. So, you know, I'm grateful for them. And I think they're probably grateful for us because we've been bringing them slices of raw pumpkin recently, which they go crazy over. So, you know, they're they're pretty lucky donkeys themselves, and I'm sure they're pretty grateful in their own way. Yeah. Well, and, you know, what I like about this time, and, and I think we, we did this last year as well, and we'll probably continue to do it every year. And that's right, folks. We're going to be doing this every year, meaning hopefully years to come that this show will continue on. But it does give us, it does give us reminders that what we should be doing is sitting back and or standing or what or leaning against a wall or whatever you're doing running jogging if you're active but taking a moment to really feel that thankful you know feel that gratitude be thankful and share it like tell people that you're thankful for them or thankful for what they contribute or what they bring to the table or what they've done for you in your life and maybe what they've sacrificed or what you've sacrificed all these things i think that we get inundated in the muckety muck, you know, everything is just the day to days, the hustles, the grinds, the, the muddy waters and everything that we, we try to get through. And yet I, I think this is a time to pause for just a moment. And even myself, the atomic particle, the nuclear particle, I need to take a time out for just a second and pause, but not pause too long because that would be awkward for the listener. So I just want to say that I'm pausing (laughs) and and being thankful (laughs) for, just everything that that is happening in my life right now, the things that have happened in my life that I've learned from, and I, you know, just what's to come. And so I think in the busyness of what my life is, always it seems, I'm I'm telling myself and I'm telling those other listeners too, it's it's okay. I think we do need to take that time to pause because it gives me motivation to continue on, to be better, to strive for more, to strive to help and extend. To wherever I can. Of course, that's me like, you know, getting back in that hustle mode. So let me like pull it back at the end and just right. just pause and say, okay, wait, wait a minute. Hold right. on. You I, default to that. I know. I know. Quickly, don't you? I do. That yeah. is that is something that is very hardwired in me. But okay, so I'll just take a minute. Let me pull myself back in and rain, rain the rain, pull on the reins and, and say mm-hmm. that I am pausing to be thankful. I am grateful right. uh, so for so many things. Really, I am. Oh, I know you are, Kevin. And you know, it's 
it's interesting that last episode, 177 with Sarah Santa Croce, our friend from Switzerland, we were talking about information overload, weren't we? And well, yeah, definitely. And I, yeah. I know where this is going, but yeah. Yes. And it's that information overload, I think, that often prevents us from being present in the moments when we really would like to be. So, you know, if you're sitting with your spouse, let's see, at dinner, and you're supposed to be on a date, but you're also both checking your social media feeds while you're on said date, that's not necessarily being present. So there's lots of different ways we could frame it, but that's one of the that's one of the things that comes up for us in those sorts of in these sorts of day-to-day habits that we develop. And we talked about that with Sarah in the last episode. And I just want to say too, I want people to know that we'll have some notes and I'm going to post some fun graphics and grateful gratitude-oriented graphics on the show notes today, which are going to be at rnfmradio.com forward slash gratitude. So you'll be able to grab those there and see what we have to say. So, Kev, I mean, it's it's interesting that in the wake of the attacks in Paris, in Beirut, and all the violence that's happening around the world, it's pretty easy to get into a fairly negative space. And we can also get into a negative space when we think about what's happening in healthcare, for instance. Let's use that as an example. So with the attacks in Paris happening right before the holidays, it gives us pause to think about, wow, who are the people in my life I haven't told that I love? Who are the people, who are the people at work who I need to express, um, who I need to express appreciation for? So that's really something to think about. And I want to think about it. And I think there's plenty of things we could say about that particular issue as well, that issue of noticing what we have while we have it. Well, and it's unfortunate, Keith, that in the wake of such tragedy, that it is something that gives us pause. I mean, I hope that it is giving us some, like we're able to pause and and look at that situation and then look maybe to our left or to our right, depending on where you are and hopefully being thankful for either the individual or whatever existence is on your left or right or in front of you or behind you or whatever that is. But it is unfortunate that I'm not saying that it takes a tragedy like this to be in the wake of that kind of tragedy that we are thankful, but I do know that it is a really big reminder for us to think like, wow, oh my gosh. Like right now, Keith, I am standing here at my desk with you and with the listeners able to not only share my gratitude, but then we can actually start talking about this this tragedy that occurred. So I'm here right now at this very moment, and again, thankful to be here and continue to share my day-to-day and what's going on in my life and in other people's lives. But I know that there are some individuals that will no longer be able to do that and that there are some families that have been fractured. And also, I know we wanted to talk about, you know, healthcare and the, these, those folks on the front line. And, and that doesn't necessarily have to be just nurses and physicians and, and our military and, and police officers, but also the, those individuals who, likely sacrifice themselves to go into a situation whether and and put themselves in danger basically to help another individual to help someone else who maybe they had no connection with in the sense like they don't know that person however we are all interconnected in some way and i think in the in the wake of something like that you look at that and you say like wow we really are connected like some people just really go above and beyond 
for that neighbor who they just didn't even know. And they see tragedy happening right before them. You know, you get beyond, you know, the adrenaline and the rush of everything. And, and you think like, wow. And then you take a pause like, oh my gosh, I just did that. Or that person just did that. That's unbelievable. I can't believe that. How they sacrifice so much for that person or that situation. Well, um, that's right, Kevin. I think it's rocked many of our worlds on many, many, many levels. Um, one is I do want to take a pause here, like you mentioned. First, there's the frontline people. So I've been giving this a lot of thought. So the bombs went off, the shootings happened, and EMS in Paris, for instance, was activated, right? So hundreds and hundreds of EMS workers responded. We saw the pictures and the videos of fire trucks and ambulances and police cars and undercover police cars and people racing to the scene, not knowing if there was going to be more bombs, more violence, but they raced to the scene to save lives and help people recover and try to administer whatever frontline medical care they could to help the people who were, who were victims of the, the violence. So here are all these people who, yes, they're paid, but they're risking their lives in a major way going in there to help those who, you know, who've been attacked. So there's the first thing. The next thing is think about all the emergency rooms, all the doctors, nurses, techs, and other people and surgeons rushing to emergency rooms to get operating rooms ready across the city so that they don't know how many casualties to expect. They assume there's going to be hundreds. So all those people running, biking, taking the subway, driving, you know, careening into work to scrub and get ready and get all of the pieces in place in the medical system in Paris to, to receive the ambulances and the people being brought in who were injured. Then you think about all of the civilians who, we don't know the heroic acts that took place in the Bataclan Theater and other places, people protecting one another and trying to save one another, maybe trying to, to themselves disable the attackers. So, so many heroic acts happening, we can't even measure that. And I want to express gratitude, not just to the healthcare workers, but to everyone who, who took part in some way. And I think it's an amazing demonstration of humanity in action. So I just wanted to say that that was really important to me. Yeah. Well, and, and going back to like what you, how you first started and, and I had even said the same thing, you know, people, you know, getting paid or not, no amount of money like when you look back on it, like, right, you're in the thick of it at the moment. But then when you look back on it, I mean, how much you would trade if for some reason, let's say a life was lost, who was someone from the front line, like EMS or police. And even though they were getting paid, like I said, I think no amount of money for that family to have back that individual who is in the you know line of duty and unfortunately loses their life in the line of duty, whatever duty that is. That's right. And... It's, it's just very striking when something like this happens and we give thought not just to the sensationalism of the terrorism and the violence and all these other things, but we give thought to the, the human, like you drill down to the micro rather than the macro. And you think about each human life affected by an event like this and each human life that's responding to it in some way. And I want to give a little message here too. To those of you out there who were affected by the violence in Paris or you've been affected by violence anywhere else or any kind of tragedy or trauma, these sorts of events can re-traumatize us from other 
things that have happened in our lives, maybe in our childhood, maybe during the course of our professional life or careers. Maybe you were part of a code that didn't go very well. Maybe you responded as a nurse on a highway to an accident and you witnessed something pretty gruesome or horrific. So be gentle with yourself at this time or actually at any time. It doesn't have to be just this time. But especially when something like the Paris attacks happens, you have to monitor yourself. This is part of your self-care. Make sure that you're drinking enough water, getting exercise, asking for hugs, um, getting extra sleep, eating well, um, doing whatever it is you need to do to take care of yourself. Because even if it's 4,000 miles away or 2,000 miles away or 25 miles away, these sorts of events affect us on many, many levels physically, psychically, spiritually, emotionally. And we have to really be prepared to monitor ourselves and our loved ones for the reactions. And remember, any reaction you have to an abnormal event is normal as long as it's not a self-destructive reaction. So just take care of yourselves out there. And there's enough stress with the holidays and everything. So add this in and we want all of you out there to really take care of yourselves now and every day. No, and that's a great point, Keith. And I also think that, you know, I was mentioning earlier how we can help mobilize support uh, virtually or in the physical presence, just depending on where your location is, by utilizing that social media. And I know with Sarah's show the previous week, we were talking about information overload. And I think that too, part of your self-care is, I think, I don't want to say be careful, but or you have to throw up all these filters, but I do think that you have to assess what it is, like where you might be getting your news from and making sure that it isn't so one-sided or that it isn't skewed in some way that, you know, gives us, you know, this, this prejudice against a, a certain a demographic, you know, and I'm trying to be very politically correct here because I know that we have recently seen in the way I was going the wake, I'm not going to tell the wake again. In the aftermath. In the right. aftermath that we are, we are seeing where folks are being very hypervigilant uh, against a, a target demographic that seems to elevate this thought, okay, maybe this person is a terrorist, that they're kind of acting a little funny. Uh, you know, I think we are a little on edge here, and I think that we, we want to support each other and we do want to be we do want to be proactive, but at the same time, this hypervigilance, I don't know, like, I think that it can cause us to go in the other direction where we, you know, that whole love thy neighbor and, 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 and having open arms and caring for others that, that, that can get a bit skewed. And I think the media, you know, some of us, we would call it media attainment almost that we, they portray certain individuals as, you know, the evil, which again, in this situation, as far as we know right now, as of this recording, ISIS is taking uh, responsibility for this. And that's, that's what we know right now. But again, with Muslims, this is very challenging because I think that folks may have already developed certain opinions uh, about these individuals. And even so, when something like this happens, and I don't know, I just, I want to say that I'm very thankful that most all the nurses that I know, and I know many nurses out there. I mean, we we support, we serve, we we take down those th that color. I mean, 
and and prejudices and all these labels and we just we serve and support we want to help and and they're there they were there during that that traumatic situation and i don't know what was happening in those trauma centers in the er's at that point but all i know is that the medical personnel regardless of whether you know a person was responsible for these terrorist attacks or or may have contributed or whatever that was they were just helping people they were just i mean all they saw were people coming in who needed them and and that's what they were providing and i think that again with the social media stuff i i'm just i'm just asking people to just be very careful of what you're reading and what you're reading into. I mean, I think everybody's entitled to their view, but be careful because some of it is very toxic at the same time. Right. That's true. And I've heard some great stories of, you know, mosques around Paris and all different places in the world having flowers left on their doorsteps and all sorts of support coming out. And so there there are definitely bright sides to this story too. And as healthcare providers, we often have also have to consider the oaths that we take so to speak, to care for everyone in the same way. We provide the same care for anyone who walks in the door, no matter their background, no matter what their history might be. So if an addict walks in or, you know, grandma with a sprained finger walks in, we're supposed to treat them with the same respect and civility. And I know our friend Renee Thompson would have a lot to say about that. And our friend Susan Strauss, who both talk about harassment, bullying, and all that sort of thing. And they talk about discrimination too. So we do have to think about that. And as healthcare providers, we do have a, what would you call it? We have not a responsibility, but a opportunity to demonstrate and be examples to others. So that's something we can really hold in our hearts, especially even now at this time of year, that ability to be as non-judgmental as possible. So I think in in the aftermath of these sorts of these sorts of events, it's good to also think about that. How can I be an example? How can I be a, you know, a star, a shining star in this in this um situation? You know, how can I shine some light on the situation in a really positive way? So I think it's true. I'm glad you brought up that notion of profiling and the way that we can become suspicious and hypervigilant. So we can also go in the other direction and, and try to be extra caring to others and extra compassionate and really see others through those eyes. I think that's very helpful. I'm glad you said opportunity because I, I don't know if you were leaning toward feeling like we are obligated to or, or trying to avoid that. But I do think that it, it does ring true for me that this is an opportunity because we're always looking for, you know, I mean, nursing just in so many ways just needs to continue to be uplifted and, and showcased and, and, and not because, you know, we're looking for this like hero status, but just that how important we all are. I mean, how important, whether you're in your job or out there in the community, because you're a nurse all the time, all the time. I mean, I don't care if you clock in at a job or, and maybe you don't have to clock in, but you show up at a job and, okay, well, I'm a nurse here, but I'm someone else outside of this. No. I mean, I have several businesses and I do several things, but I'm always a nurse. And I wear that nursing hat, although I don't look as good in my nursing cap as maybe some others do. But well, I, you, you look good in a cap, I'm sure. But I right. don't know about the white shoes and the 
and the hose. That's the not hose are really gosh. They how do women? Oh, they. I, I my I'm legs when, are always itching. I'm glad women don't have to wear those anymore. I'm glad right. they've been liberated from that. I just have to say, but but you're right. It, I carry and, that all the time. That mm-hmm. I'm a nurse and I've got a lead. Mm-hmm. You do. It, and and just the brand of nursing, not only my own brand, but but just with nursing, it's like that that profiling and I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I realize that people do get on edge, and and in in some situations there are folks who this is you know traumatic for them, PTSD, and maybe reminds them of another traumatic issue that happened in their life. So maybe that could be a reason why they might be more hyper vigilant. But I think across the board. There are folks that are quick to judge, and hopefully nurses bring that skill set that I was talking about with the the skill and talent of triaging and assessing, but we take those assessment skills to really kind of distill down, like, what is that really actually, you know, what is that looking like, you know, to me, like in my eyes, and someone who has, is is looking at it with, with all the colors, you know, in, in every aspect, every facet, instead of being very linear thinking, and very narrow-minded, so I don't I don't want to get into this whole like bigotry you know discussion or whatever. And but but I do think that nurses we do need to lead. And I again, Keith, you really rocked it by by saying that this is an opportunity for us for us. This really is uh, for you. us to lead and just shine. I think. Thank you. And I'm putting in the show notes at rnfmradio.com forward slash gratitude. I'm putting a link to the Mayo Clinic's information on post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, so that people can use that as a guide in terms of what might be happening with themselves or a patient even, if you notice a patient has signs of PTSD. So I think it's important to be aware of these things and to have tools at our disposal. So what else is on your mind these days, Kevin, with the holidays coming up, with the recent incidents in Paris and and we have our, you know, families to consider and our businesses, you know, what else, what else is, is standing out for you right now? I don't know. How can you top that, man? I mean, seriously, no, it's, I mean, I, I think things like this, and again, I'm, I'm sorry that it, it takes something like this for some people to like kind of run down that list and say, you know what, maybe that's not as important as I thought it was this right here. And again, it was my family. That's important to me. That's why I do this. This is why I get up every day. This is why I hustle. This is why I grind it out and, and push forward and do all these great things because at the, at the center of that, that, that's where they are. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just very thankful for that. And I think without just rambling on, I might just have to pause there. Right. I, I hear you, Kevin. And that's it's important to keep these these aspects of your life in mind keep them front of mind and family is very important you know family and friends and it does make me think at this time of year about the people out there who don't have families who don't have friends who are disconnected from either society or just their their own social milieu so this is a great time for volunteerism there's often there's often um, shelters and soup kitchens looking for volunteers. There's drives for coats and warm clothing. There's toy drives happening all over the country, probably all over the world. So it's a great time to give back. And we also have to remember to give back at all times of year because homelessness and hunger and loneliness and isolation don't happen 
just in December or November. They happen 12 months a year. So, well, and I, I actually, I love that you said that because that's what I was thinking. Like folks might get, might, might state, well, you know, everybody seems to be in this like giving and sharing mood around the holidays. But I look at it from a positive standpoint to say how many more people we might have involved on those other say 10 months, you know, outside of November and December. Uh, so those other 10 months that people get interested in continuing those efforts. So maybe it's the, the highlight of a lot of people going to, you know, what we call, you know, soup kitchens, or at least a, a loose term of soup kitchens or, or those places where we can help feed the homeless and the hungry and the poor and donate food and money and clothing and shelter during those times. But I know, many people who have started on that path during the holidays and have continued on like it was that was just kind of like their gateway like it started that and and they continued on and i know that it doesn't get that same pr that it does around the holidays but i do look at it from a positive to say i think it also starts people off because they they get excited about helping other people during that time so then it might carry on i know not always but i do know some people that that's where it started for them That's right. That's right. And I just want to point out to folks too that, you know, if you're a healthcare provider listening to this show, you can take the opportunity to express a little extra compassion to the homeless person who comes into the ER. You can express extra compassion and care to the person you know who maybe volunteers at the local shelter or soup kitchen. There's lots of things you can do, both small and large, to contribute. And you can also just say thank you to your coworkers, to your colleagues, to the other people who are, say, covering a shift so you can be with your family on Thanksgiving night or taking a shift so you don't have to work on Christmas Day or on the first day of Hanukkah. So just consider all the different ways you can express your gratitude. And if you have anything you'd like to say to a loved one and you can't really communicate it verbally, say it in writing. If it's really hard to say it, say it in writing. Or if you want to communicate something to all the people on your team at work, say it in writing or bring a gift or give, you know, purchase something for um, the soup kitchen and write a homemade gift certificate to the people at work and tell them that you made that donation in their name. So there's lots of ways to go about it. And we can be really creative and really thoughtful about how we do that. So Kevin, I mean, I think people are with their families a lot this time of year. It's a really important time of year for many people in many different religions or people who aren't involved in any organized religion. And I just want to say I'm really grateful for coming up on the fourth anniversary of this show of broadcasting RNFM radio. And it's really, truly remarkable. And it's an amazing journey and I'm really grateful for you. And I've created a little graphic for the show notes that I think people will like. And that's at rnfmradio.com forward slash gratitude. And I'll post it on our Facebook page as well. So, you know, it's a great time of year to express it. We always want to express it. And I essentially really want to get that point across right now. And, and Kev, I'm really grateful for you. This has been a really fun and I can't wait to enter our, I guess you'd say our fifth year. Holy smokes. We Holy we can't smokes. talk about that yet, man. We can't talk about it. Okay. I'm not ready. Okay. I'm not ready, man. 
All right. I'm not right. No, no, we will. But I, you're uh, right. You're right. I, it is something to be thankful for. And I can't believe, seriously, like we've been doing this this long. I mean, this is episode 178. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. You know, and it's just going to keep going. And we're going to hit 200 soon. Dude, we're going to hit 200 soon. That's right. Bicentennial. Oh, that's going to be nuts. We've got all this planning to do now around the 200. What in the world are we going to do for 200? We've got to like, oh boy, we've got some planning to do. So after we take pause, Keith, and of course, you know, Elizabeth, if she's listening, that um, we're going to, we're going to have to like get down to it so that we can plan for 200. So, cause that, that's got to be something spectacular. That's true. Maybe we could have like every guest that we've had on and just they like a one minute blurb. (laughs) Right. right. Uh, that would be nuts, though. Or maybe photos of you and me and Elizabeth wearing Uncle Sam beards and hats for the bicentennial. I wonder how Elizabeth would look in a beard. Um, she'll she'd look great in anything. So probably probably know. the same probably the same as I would look in in the uh, stockings for that old school nurse's uniform. Well, I, actually, I think she'd look better. Sorry, she, she probably would. Yeah, <laughs> I think she'd I'd give it to her. I'd give it to her for sure. But um. Again, I, I promise the listeners, when you're listening to this, I will have already or I will be currently taking pause to be thankful for just, again, everything in my life, everything that's that's happening that that's good and everything that's happening good in your life. Like, I'm thankful that things are going well for you. And if they're not at this moment, I hope that they do turn around. I honestly hope that something good, something wonderful, something fantastic does happen to you if it hasn't yet and continue to believe that and 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 look around and, and pause to be thankful for what it is that you do have at that moment but I do hope that great things are to come for you whoever you are listening to this show I really truly honestly sincerely I can't think of any more adjectives that that this is truly happening to you something fantastic that's great Kevin I feel the same way and I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving if you happen to celebrate it. If you don't, we just wish you a happy day and a happy month, a happy week. And we'll be back again with another episode soon. And the holiday season is special for everyone or special for many people. And we wish you all a really lovely season and a happy winter. Nice. All right, now I'm going to go eat some stuffing. Gluten-free, of course. That's right. All right, you go for it. Sweet. And there you have it. So we just want to thank you all so much for tuning in, giving your time to us, the the precious time that you have here uh, with us. And so we just want to thank you so much. We are grateful for you. I'm, of course, grateful for everything at RNFM Radio, Keith and Elizabeth, my family, my friends, everything that's happening in my life. And for those of you who might not think uh, that there is something to be grateful for, I hope that's not the case. And of course, remember that even the smallest wins, the smallest gains, the smallest things in your life, be grateful for those. And hopefully that will continue to build and you will build momentum and things will just continue to be awesome for you. And again, if they're not awesome for you at this time, you are in our thoughts and we hope that things do improve, whatever that is, whatever your situation is. Anyway, if this is around the Thanksgiving holiday that you're listening to this, go be with your families. Or if it's a month from now or a year from now, go be with your families or do what you need to do to find some gratitude. Pivot to your left, your right, look in front of you, behind you, wherever that is, under the sofa, under the cushions, 
in the closet, wherever, to find something that you're grateful for. I hope that that is the case, that there is something awesome in your life. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 178, Gratitude, and we will find you, I hope, back here for episode 179, right here on RNFM Radio. 